just, or the just just means the righteous or the right standing with God, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it says the perfect day or the fullness of the day, depending on the uh, translation. And it means it reaches its full strength of glory. That means when you enter finally into the fullness of the glory of who you are Come in on. him, that's the fullness of the day. That's Christ in me, right? That's Paul talking about that maturing, that um, I've been uh, laboring till Christ be formed in you. That's what he's doing, right? So in Psalm 84, verse 1 says, How lovely are the dwelling places, O Lord, of hosts! My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself. Now, they don't live there. They never live there. Where she may lay her young, it's where we can bring life, right? Finally bring life. Even your altars, altars, O Lord of hosts, my King, my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. And by the way, his house isn't in the by and by. His house is always open right now for us to enter. Come on, yeah. Selah. How blessed, David says, how blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Are you ready? In whose heart are the highways to Zion? <laughs> so where's the highway to Zion? It's in your heart. And every one of them appears before God in Zion. This is what God is doing. This is eternal life in John 17, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So eternity is more than a space of time that never ends. Eternity is the knowledge of God. And what is it? It's to know God. It says that he may know you. Intimately acquainted is no, gnosko. To be intimately acquainted like a husband and a wife. The knowledge of God. That's, that's not informational knowledge. That's uh, revelational knowledge that brings us deeper into the heart and mind of God. Because of the knowledge of God is from the beginning to the end. It's constant. The knowledge of God is from the beginning to the end. Remember, he's the Alpha and the Omega. The Greek word for the eternity is aeonias, or eons, perpetual, without interruption. Therefore, the ultimate state of eternal life is uninterrupted, perpetual knowledge of God's love and glory. <laughs> now, this is from the beginning to the end, so it's constant. It's going on right now. It's always gone on. It's gone on for billions of years. It will go on for billions of years. It's us that's outside now, waiting for something to come. When it's already here, it's us that needs to enter into it. It's us that needs to wake up to the perpetual revelation that's right in here, right now, to awaken us to him. One of the challenges in present-day life is walking in this perpetual knowledge of Yeshua. There's deep longing for continual knowledge of God's kingdom to appear on earth. This is what we're looking for. Spiritual warfare, for the most part, is the continual effort of the enemy to minimize the knowledge of God's love 
and mm-hmm. power in his people. Transformation comes through the continual renewing of the mind. Growing in the knowledge of the Lord affords us the luxury to live in the heart and mind of Christ to the fullest extent possible. This is what God desires. That's what spiritual warfare is. Dealing with the strongholds in your mind, dealing with um, speculations, what we talked about last week, reflections, right? And, and following the one true voice. Sanctification. The generic meaning of sanctification is the state of proper functioning. To sanctify someone or something is to set that person or thing apart for the use intended by its designer. A pen is sanctified when used to write. Eyeglasses are sanctified when to improve sight. In the theological sense, things are sanctified when they're used for the purpose God intended. That's why he didn't intend us to um, to live in a religious structure, but he, he intended us to be a living being that would live in the dance of love with him. And then out of that, others would taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. I love what this guy, Peter Tan, says in a book called The Spiritual World. He says, from the spiritual perspective, the achievements in this life, life sorry, <laughs> success at an accomplishment, acquiring a position, purchasing a new, new asset, etc., do not figure uh, very much. Rather, how one relates to other people, how one holds others, and how one is of service to another is the greatest accomplishment. Growth in the spiritual world is measured by how much one becomes a service to another. The greatest in the spiritual world is the servant of all. Mark 10. This present physical world mm. focuses on mental acquisition and outward results. But in the spiritual world, they focus on the inner cause and the source of the results. Yeshua. For it is a spiritual law that when an individual is inwardly transformed by receiving the impartation of God's life and light, the results would be automatically secured. Thus, the spiritual world focuses on individuals absorbing the truth of God into their very substance, not just mental knowledge of a truth. Come on. It's got to be in your very substance. This guy, his name's Sunder, Sadhu Sundersai. Sadhu! He, he lived from 1889 <laughs> and 1929. He disappeared like Enoch. Come right? on. I love what he says. Uh, he had this experience. He goes, I saw him not too clearly. There poured from him lightning-like rays of life-giving love. Listen to that. Life-giving love. Life giving the rays love. He's the the um, the uh, life giving spirit. So you see that the lightning like rays are the revelation that was bringing life into his being. That was love. It was in the love of God with such power. He said <laughs> that they entered in and bathed me, my very soul. At once I knew that my dear Savior stood before me. I rose at once from the rock where I was seated, fell at his feet. He held in his hand 
the key of my heart. This is for all of us. Opening the inner chamber of my heart with his key of love. Mm. He filled it with his presence, and wherever I looked, inside or out, I saw but him. <laughs> he saw him in everything. You didn't need your eyes closed to find him. You'd find him, you couldn't, you'd see him everywhere. This is what his experience is. Then did I know that man's heart is the very throne and citadel of God. You want to know where he is? You want to know where the third heaven is? You want to know where the Lord, oh God Almighty, sits in your heart right now? And that's when he enters there to abide. Heaven begins. In these few seconds, he so filled my heart and spoke with such wonderful words that even if I wrote many books, I couldn't tell them all to you. What happened? In a moment, the mind of Christ opened up within him, and he knew a lot of things instantly. You don't learn them. You know, you know them. them yeah. Read a couple of uh, verses from the book of Thomas. In verse 3, Jesus said, If those who lead you say to you, See, the kingdom is in the sky. Well, that's kind of what we've been told, right? Then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say to you, it's in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside you, and it's outside of you. When you come to know yourself, then you will become known, and you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Father. But if you will not know yourselves you dwell in poverty and it is you who is that poverty where is that book of thomas verse three that's deep you see we should read that again well i'll go back and listen to it dory okay Ooh, that was good when you i'll read this part when you come to know yourself then you will become known that's the full awakening wow you will know as you've been known and you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Father. We are the sons of yad heh vav -Heh. We are not what we think. We are not caterpillars. We are butterflies. John 16, in that day you will not question me about anything. Truly I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he'll give it to you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like to read this scripture in the original Aramaic. Okay? All things that you ask straightly, directly from inside my name, inside my name, Big difference, not in his name, inside his name. That means you must know you are in Christ. It's not me going in the name of Jesus. It's me knowing I'm in Christ. I live and move and have my being in him. I must know it. You will be given. So far, you have not done this, Jesus says to them. Ask without hidden motives. No judgment, 
but of the heart, uh, no ego. And you will be surrounded by your answer. Wow. Be enveloped, it says, by what you desire that your gladness would be full. Mm. That's the original. That's such a powerful, powerful scripture. It's been watered down into English. Then came the fall, where we fell into the third dimension. Yeah. The place of confinement or concreteness. Jewish belief was that the light became encased in the shard. It's encased in the shard. That means within us, who we really are, is spirit and light, is encased, slowed down, encased, and mm. confined in the third dimension called concreteness. The life or world is fallen into a prison of concreteness called carnality. This is what the Jewish belief is. Now I want to read something from the Apocrypha of John the Apostle, where he's revealing something Jesus showed him. Jesus said, I am the dwelling in light. I am the remembering of providence. Mm -hmm. I entered the midst of darkness. I came to the deepest part of the underworld. That was when he was born in Mary's womb. I let my face light up, thinking of the end of their time. I entered their prison. The body is that prison, meaning this world in the third dimension. I cried out, anyone who hears, rise up from your deep sleep. And the sleeping one woke and wept, wiping bitter tears, saying, who calls me? Where has my hope come from? as I lie in the depths of this prison. I am the providence of pure light, I replied. I am the thought of the virgin spirit, raising you up to an honored place. Rise up, remember what you've heard. Trace back your roots to me, the merciful one. Guard against the poverty demons. Guard against the chaos demons. Guard against all who would blind, bind you. Awaken. Stay awake. Rise up out of the depths of the underworld. I raised him up. I sealed him with the light water of five seals. Death had no power over him ever again. I ascend again to the perfect realm. I completed everything, and you have heard it. This is what we're trying to be told and we're trying to get out the rapture or catching up is an ascension of the sons of god as the light comes from the shard and all of creation is groaning to be restored we become multi-dimensional so as to move in god that's what's going on here light is coming out of us now and beginning to awaken us to who we really are so that god can once again move in the midst of us and and completely thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
That's the awakening. Bring heaven to earth. Change yeah. this dimension, right? To restore all things to himself back into the light. So what's the scripture? Acts chapter 3, 21. Whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. That we would be one new man in Christ. What does Jesus mean? God is salvation. That's what his name means. Jesus is his name. He's the son of Joseph and Mary. Christ is not his last name. He is Jesus Christ because the Christ is the body of believers, the sons who make one. Jesus, the cornerstone, he comes, comes from the kingdom of light into the darkness. That's what we've been talking about. Because or- our spirit and the Lord's spirit is one spirit. Yeah. So we are all collectively one new man. Christ. Jesus is the head. And that's what's going on, is we're waking up to who we are.